Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical lead or a practice manager and your primary care network to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to deliver some of your projects and network-based services, I would absolutely love to help you. So come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Now let's jump into this week's episode. Hi and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So I wanted to start this podcast by sharing with you guys that a few weeks ago, I found myself in a situation where I was really, really struggling and I was operating in a place of conflict. And those of you that are trained in the strengths deployment inventory or have undertaken the assessment, you'll understand what that means. I was sitting in a place which was making me very, very unhappy because I didn't feel like I was doing my best work. I didn't feel like I was delivering. And bear with me when I talk about this. What usually happens is you'll go to somebody and say, I'm struggling. I'm not getting the results that I want. And they will say, oh, Tara, you're amazing. It's them. You know, don't worry. You're doing the best that you can. It is nice, but they they want to make you feel better. And because they are your friend or a trusted colleague, they will defend you. Now, for those of us that have been in a leadership position a long time, you move past that. I'm not going to my colleagues to pacify me and tell me how amazing I am. I'm going for genuine advice on how to look at it. Yes, everything's a learning opportunity. But sometimes you want somebody to be really honest with you and you're also sometimes looking for permission to not continue with that piece of work. And you don't want to continue because you're not doing your best work because you don't think that you've got the skills. It's not nothing to do with imposter syndrome. It's not about being self-deprecating. It's about me as an experienced leader, knowing my strengths my overdone strengths or weaknesses, knowing what I'm best at, knowing what conditions I need to need to have to perform to my highest. And when those things aren't in place for anybody, it's not a nice place to be. And you can stick it out and go to people that you know are going to say, do you know what, Tara, you're amazing. Don't worry about it. Or you go to other people and you say, I'm struggling. This is what's happening Let's talk through it through the lens of it may be a a coaching lens or a real, you know, like leader to leader. It's not a friend to friend conversation. And as a result of this conversation, thank you, Matthew Gibbons in the Time for Care faculty um, was a it was a really helpful conversation, which made me think, do you know what? I think that there is somebody better qualified with more experience to do X, Y and Z. So I reached out. 
and giving lots of name shout outs, but I want them to know how much I appreciate their support. Reached out to Annie Meekin, had a long chat. She was like, yep, I've done this loads of times. And I was like, will you help me? She was like, yeah, no problem. And I'm so happy that I made the decision and really reflected on it, really slept on it, got out of my own way and just asked for help. We do not have to do everything by ourselves. I've spoken about my coach. I pay for a coach. I pay for a health coach. I pay for a personal trainer. If there is areas where I'm not good at, I will get the help, whether that is paid for support or whether that is, you know, like just colleague to colleague, peer to peer. But you have to choose your circle really wisely. I've got my husband and my sisters to tell me, like, Tara, it's all them. You're amazing. (laughs) Um, But in a professional sense, I don't need that. I want to surround myself with people that are going to be really honest, um, help me see what maybe I can't see and point me in the direction of helpful people, resources, just tools and techniques to help me move to that next level. And the learning point that I've got from this is A, Tara, just use the expertise around you. That does not take anything away from your leadership skills. If anything, it makes me a stronger leader because I'm saying, I am amazing. If you want X, Y, and Z, come to me. I'm your person. If you want, you know, D, E, and F, don't come to me. (laughs) Like, I'll be very, very honest. In our client manifesto, we say we will not take on projects where we cannot truly add value and things change and that is okay. And I'm speaking true to my values. If I think I'm not doing the job that you need me to do, I will move aside. It's hard to move aside. You know, all the ego rises up and says, this is your reputation. This is your business. What if they think that you're crap? Why did you take it on? And, you know, we'll be that devil on your shoulder. But when you think of your values, and I'll hold true to my values, is that in this one instance, I think Annie Meekin is the woman for you. And she is. So I hope that you appreciate my honesty. <laughs> I really do. Um, please say that you do. <laughs> You know, sometimes we're not the best person for the job all of the time. And there is immense strength in knowing that because it helps you hone where you are best. And that doesn't mean every time you find yourself in a situation, it's a bit hard, you get somebody else to do it. You know, I'm not saying that we're past that stage. This is about really asking yourself the question, who and what is going to deliver the best results and how can I make that happen and my job is to deliver the best results and make it happen with the knowledge that I do not have to deliver every single element of that. I'm the facilitator, I am the conduit and I will select and surround myself with the people to deliver on that. So that's that. And the other thing I wanted to share with you is some reflections from a podcast I listened to. And the podcast is the True Geordie podcast, where they interviewed Ben Francis, who is the founder of Gymshark, which is now valued over a billion dollars. 
I am a huge, huge fan of the brand. They are a sportswear and athleisure brand. And yeah, I love their stuff. And in the interview, Ben shared what the business required of him when he first got started is different to what the business requires of him now. And if you're like me and you listen to lots of business podcasts and read lots of kind of books written by entrepreneurs, you'll hear that. What the business required of me in the early stages is very different now. So for me, I started off as a one-man band working out of my bedroom. Now I've got a team. We had offices. Now we're back working from home due to COVID. We've got a podcast. We've got multiple clients. We've got multiple revenue streams. And even if you do not run your own business, the same applies. What your organization required of you last year or five years ago or 10 years ago is different to what your organization and your role requires of you now. And what you want from your organization then to now has also changed. And I think it's a really good question to pose yourself what does my business, my organization, my role, my team require of me now? It's not about your job description. It's deeper than that. It's what sort of leader do I need to be to be able to take my team, organization, myself to that next level? This question is asking you what inner work do you need to do on yourself to be able to be the leader you need to be to go to the next stage? It may be something you have to release, those old stories that keep reoccurring back. Somebody recently told me that when she was a kid, when this person was a kid, they would underperform to make other people like her. And she came to, she realised I need to let this go. I don't need to do that anymore. In order for me to take, go to the next stage, I need to release that. And when that feeling comes up where I'm doing really well and other people are starting to give you the side eye, like who does she think she is? She needs to develop some tools and some strategies to help her recognize that story and those thoughts and move her out of that. This is the sort of work I am talking about. It's not like you don't need a you don't need another leadership course to do this stuff. You really, really don't. You, these are just powerful questions, powerful concepts that you can do in your protected learning time, <laughs> which I talk about in episode seventy eight. And get out your pad and just jot jot your thoughts and ideas down, and just kind of percolate on them. Just really think about them. Go out for a walk or a run if movement helps stimulate these thoughts. I think as another example, which is my my own example, and that one thing I am doing through these solo podcasts is being more honest and not everything has to be polished. This is a way for me to share my leadership insights and to collate all of my learnings, of which none of them are from the field of healthcare when it comes to leadership. And that's the point of the podcast. It's where do you go to hear about how to build a business in the field of health? 
And granted, leadership is leadership, business is business. It doesn't matter where you operate, but people come back to this podcast. You guys come back to this podcast, hopefully, because you know when I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you with the lens of a healthcare professional. I spend my days talking to GPs, practice managers, clinical commissioning groups, primary care network, clinical directors, healthcare entrepreneurs. So these concepts, they're not abstract. This is how I operate on a day-to-day basis. And what I have learned and what I mean, I think I'll always be learning this is just to be comfortable to bring myself. There is an informalness about my style. I'm speaking up more about um, diversity and leadership through our Business of Healthcare Scholarship, which is going amazing, amazing, by the way. Um, I'm mentoring a lady called Justine. And in the middle of this podcast, Gary Hughes just called me to say, can he continue uh, mentoring Denise? That relationship is going really well. And this all stems from what does the organisation require of me now? What sort of leader do I need to be now and in the future? What sort of people do I need around me now and in the future in order to get to where we want to go? So I'll stop now. The moral, the moral of this podcast is you don't have to do it all by yourself. Two, what does your organization, team, department, business require of you now? What sort of leader do you need to be now? Reflect on the past, bring yourself into the now and look into the future. What do you need to do now, which may be different to what you have done in the past? so much for joining us and if you like what you hear it would be great if you could give us a shout out on social media you can find me on twitter at thc primary care on instagram again at thc primary care or on linkedin just look for tara humphrey and if you really like it it would be great if you left us an itunes a five-star rating and review and i will see you in the next episode